the blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. <laughs> I'm Tess. <laughs> Who are you? I'm John. I'm your husband. What? How do you not know me? I just wasn't sure. Usually Corey answers to that, but he didn't. But he's so. not in front of you. He's not in front of you. Sharing a microphone. Right. Like we share everything in life. Yes. And don't adjust your dial, guys. Oh, that's, that's what he sounds like. That is what I sound like. I know. I'm soft-spoken. What's your name? My name is John. My name is John. <laughs> Can I say my last name? Yeah, because it's, it's like, and, I mean, you're out in cyberspace. I'm out in cyberspace. You could totally say I'm here. I mean, you're you out in such cyberspace. I'm a fan of your show. You're a fan of the show? I'm such a fan of your show. Thank you so much. I know you end all, most of your episodes saying, how do we find you in that in cyberspace? That's how I knew you were in That's cyberspace. That's how you knew, is that how you find me in cyberspace? Yeah, that's totally how I find you. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't find you in real life. I sleep next to you in real life. <laughs> Whoa. Nobody <laughs> knows that. We're married. <laughs> <laughs> two twin beds. That's how we two do Two twin it. beds, just like Dick Van Dyke and, uh, was that uh, Mary Tyler Moore? <laughs> is that, was that? Was that was, to? yeah. Well, he wasn't married to her, but they had the Dick Van Dyke show. I'm not going to lie. I never paid attention to Nickelodeon after. That was, did you just say Dick Van Dyke was Nickelodeon? Was that it Nick was, at, but Nick at night, but it was Nickelodeon until wait. like midnight or 10. I, oh. I remember, Are You Afraid of the Dark was the last show. Are you for the dark? That was and a good then, one. Yeah, that was for some odd reason was horrifying for me. Yeah. But then <laughs> after 10 p.m. it became Nick at night. Oh, and then that's when yeah. you got all the black and white stuff. You would get like a Brady did you get Brady Bunch on that one? I had, Brady Bunch was in color. Maybe they had some color shows. I remember oh, specifically right. the Dick Van Dyke show. And okay. the Andy Griffith show. Ooh. Andy Griffith was more towards midnight. Okay. Why did my parents let me stay up that late on school nights? I don't, I don't know. know. I my <laughs> my movies, my shows were I Dream of Genie, mm-hmm. uh, Monsters. I mm-hmm. freaking love Monsters. And then what was the third one? I Dream of Genie, Monsters, and Mr. Ed. You're Mr. Ed. Oh my god, that's the, the one horse. They used to put peanut butter in his mouth. Poor that's freaking how, horse, dude. That's, what they used, that's how they used to get him to like move his mouth and that. Yeah, it was literally like <laughs> stuffing. I, I don't quote me on that. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I have a hunch. There's some kind of food thing in there. Yeah, how do you get a horse to do that? I'm guessing feed him peanut butter. Or what if they fed him like carrots and it was super crunchy and they had to take out the sound? But then, but their technology wasn't that advanced back then. How do you know, it? dude? But like, you'd have Were to you take there? like the crunch. I just think of like recording equipment back then. Or weren't That's we true. still on like a cassette, like tape? It wasn't digital. Cassette, you mean, um, I don't know, dude. Like, you were on that, that brown strip. I remember because my sister was a singer. Yes. And so I remember going with her. Yes. To, like, her recording sessions. And then it would be on the big giant wheels. The oh, giant, like, old yeah. school, like, wheel yeah. type things. I remember because my sister would have her recording things. Like, look, I recorded something. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I don't think, like, nothing was really. Wow, we are not film degrees. No. We just kind of say big giant wheels. And- I. But we know film stuff out of my butt constantly. You do, wow! But it's from a good place. Okay. <laughs> and with that, I'm gonna go ahead 
and awkwardly segue into comic books. Okay. Ongoing comic book discussion. <laughs> Wait, am I I've already. Order? I've never done this before. For anyone listening, I've never done this before. <laughs> this is my first podcast. <sighs> I'm new at this. What do I do with my hands? I don't know, but it's Corey's. Put on the table? You guys, it was. <laughs> No, don't put your hand on the table. People don't will hear it. Okay. It's Corey's birthday this weekend, and so we gave him the weekend off, and we're like, the Yanos clan, we're going to take over this podcast. Happy birthday, Corey. Happy birthday, Happy Corey. Happy oh, birthday. Marilyn, how'd you get here? To you. Happy Are you guys okay? Birthday, Mr. Stevenson? Stevenson. <laughs> Happy birthday. What is in these white claws? Uh, Alcohol. Alcohol. Well, we're supposed to talk about saga today. (laughs) We are. Children, stay away from until you're after 21. After 21, go ham. No, don't listen to him. Um, so comic books. Okay, I'm just gonna here we go. So I give you so much credit, like every single episode, because you actually got me in comic books. You remember when we first got married and I was like, Oh, what's this? A corner? You can you can have this corner of the bookshelf for your comic books, you nerd. Do you remember when I did that? (laughs) Verbatim, that's exactly what you sounded like. Thank you. And exactly what you said. Oh. And um, it was awesome. It was great. Because I knew what you were about to get into. You're like... You're like, I'll just like, wait. Yeah, it's like, oh, this isn't going away. <laughs> this is like... For those of you who don't know me, who are, are listening, I am, I'm, I'm not like a huge nerd. I'm a D&D nerd. Oh, I'm yeah. kind of... I get, I get deep and dark in the fantasy realm. Elves and dwarves and half yeah. orcs. What's your What's favorite that? movie? Um, I have so many. No, no. The answer is Lord of the Rings. But... I mean, yes, but here's the, here's the thing. Like, I could say it's my favorite movie. Okay. But then other people will be like, "Well, can you name um, Excelsior?" Oh, I hate And then I the third that. chapter of uh, Quadrant Four, and I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> I know the elves have pointy ears and they're dope, but like Lord of the Rings, I enjoyed Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because I caught on to Lord of the Rings as I was learning about. Dungeons and Dragons. I got Dungeons and Dragons oh. in 18. Okay. An amazing video game called Neverwinter Nights. I still play it to this very day. It's a beautiful yes, you game. Do. Wonderful, wonderful game. Yes. Um, and what it is is computer D and D. Yeah. So you create a character, you give them a story, and then you go on these persistent worlds and play. And I got into that game, and that put me onto D and D world because I go, like, oh, I want to be good at this game. I should probably read the history. Okay. And the history still. Deep and it's rich and it's like narrated and there's great authors like R.A. Salvatore who make these amazing what books. What does that sound familiar? Oh, because you have that series. I have, I have a couple of his books. Yeah. I, have, I don't have all his books. He's, but you have like three of them. I have like three of them. The yeah. most recent ones. Um, but he's just an amazing author. And that made me get into the mythology of D&D. Okay. Which also coupled with my time in college when I was taking like philosophy courses. So Ooh. I was able to see all these like connections yeah. right when my curiosity was at its peak. Right, right, right. When I'm like, oh, my only job is to go bag groceries and then go <laughs> to go to school or vice versa, depending yeah. on the shift that I had that day. Totally. So I was just like mindless work on one side and then like <laughs> learning and getting like super deep in thought. So, what were your thoughts like when you're bagging groceries? Were you like, um, really what deep? am I gonna name my new elf? What are you gonna name your new elf? 
No, it was it, it was just like I wonder why this is. I wonder why that is. And oh, I see the connection because that's that's my level of curiosity. Everyone right. has like different ways of working. My curiosity level is how do these things connect? Right. And for those who can't video in on this, my fingers are touching at an angle. Kind of like the Michelangelo yeah, thing. Like in the... that, <laughs> it's that kind of like. How can how can these two ideas like what makes them similar? Right, I love finding the connection like like where stuff. did the author or the writer of the book get those ideas from? Yeah, like what I was see. his muse? Like, oh, oh was... I see what you did there. I see. There's a lightning god. So, do you think that mm. R. A. Salvatore and like Lord of the Rings it comes a lot from like philosophy? Is that what you're saying? There's a lot of philosophy in there. Okay, I mean, don't quote me on that. I have no idea. Only R. A. knows. Right. R.A., can you call him R.A.? I'm sure those initials stand for something. Yeah, Wrong. really awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. High five. Uh, is the audio on that? Is oh, yeah. That of up? course. Audio picks up everything, I especially high fives. <laughs> especially. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's rewind to John Yanos, baby John Yanos. When did you first get into comic books? So, I don't know when I first, I, I can't remember. Yeah. I remember my love of heroes. That was my first love. Um, and who's your number one hero? My number one hero is Superman. Yeah, because uh, he that's... looks like Superman. Right? <laughs> Thank mm, you. No, really, like he does. Um, he, it's it's funny because Superman was the first character that I fell in love with as a right. kid. Um, I remember a young age, very like, prototypical kid, tie a blanket around his neck. Uh... It happened to be a red blanket. <laughs> so it was just like, in my mind, red blanket, red cape, Superman, boom. I think that's where it started. Okay. But I loved all heroes. I remember my first Halloween costume was a Batman costume. Um, oh, nice. Do we have the, that picture somewhere? I, I want that picture. Do. Actually, you have it on your phone. Actually. Of you as a baby Batman? Yeah. Oh, I no. I would share that with the entire I universe. Think you have. What? I need to ask your mother. I need, think you need to ask Instagram. I'm pretty sure the Instagram probably. What? No. If, yeah. I, if I had seen you in a, cost, a Batman costume, baby John in a Batman costume, I would know very, it would be framed on our wall. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even have to do the whole thing of, like, courting you. I just could have walked up there and been like, bam, <laughs> check that picture out. I don't want to brag, up? but uh, I was totally Batman when I was five, so. <laughs> but it was Batman. It was Superman. It was actually one of the, the, one of my childhood, like, favorite things was I had a yellow overcoat and a plastic yellow hat. And I would Were you Paddington? Dick Tra- no, oh. Dick Tracy. <laughs> Not Paddington? No, okay. it was Dick Tracy. Yeah. And it was a movie that I had no concept of. I didn't understand it. All I knew... Dick Tracy was a hero. Right. And he fought bad guys. And he did good things. That's one thing I've always liked. I like the idea of heroes because they just do good. Right. You know when people correct you when you're like, how are you doing? You're like, I'm doing good. And they're like, you're doing well. Um, (laughs) No, I like the idea of saying like, no, actually I'm doing good. I donated to a charity. I helped a lady cross the street. Check yourself. Yeah. I'm doing good. And you are a hero. Like when we first started dating, I don't know if you remember this, but we were like hanging out in your mom's kitchen and probably making out or something. But like you were, uh, <laughs> you made the, the rock eyebrow <laughs> thing. Um, and you looked outside and there were these guys that were like pushing a car up the hill. And you're like, I have to go help them. And I'm like, no, but we're busy. And you're like, no, no. And I think you did. <laughs> I don't remember. You're always a hero. <laughs> I just, I never want to think back on things and think I didn't do the right thing. Got you. That's Fair. why I love that. What was the movie that we saw that we said just do the next right thing? Was it Frozen 2? It was probably Frozen 2. Frozen 2 was such a good movie. Dude, Frozen 2. I wish... Hey, Frozen is a comic book. Let's do it. We Let's did. Let's do that one instead. Well, you did. I read that one before we gave it to our niece. <laughs> 
What's Olivia, up? Olivia, name drop. What's up, girl? How you I, doing? I really want to interview our little eight-year-old niece, Olivia. I think that'd, that'd be, be awesome. so cute. Because she loves comics. For her birthday, she's like, give me a backpack so I can fit a comic book in it. And I'm like, oh my god, I love Sold. you. Sold. <laughs> Done. Well, great. I'm so glad that you're here, babe. And Well, the whole reason that this... Was it also Corey's birthday? You know, happy birthday one more time. Name drop. So, Corey, yeah. Um... But the whole reason we did this and the reason I chose this comic book, uh, which is Saga. It's an amazing, amazing comic book. I'm going to let you do that sing song. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. No, I was like, you're doing great. I'm like, I'm just going to sit back. We're reading Saga. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's because it's such a real love story. Yeah. And I think the more that like... You've been, when you've been married, and I'm going to say we've been married, we married three incredible years. No. Um, but the, the more you get into it, the more you realize there's so many layers to love. And there's yeah. so many layers to marriage. And just relationships in general. You don't have to be married. Common law married. Uh, forever boyfriend, girlfriend, because you don't care about the institution of marriage. Whatever. Right. Or girlfriend, Relig- girlfriend, boyfriend, or boyfriend, whatever. Girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. boyfriend. Yeah. Um, live your life. Live your truth. Yeah. But... Relationships in general, there's so many layers, and it's like so many things going on. And in this comic, felt the most real. Yeah, it felt like a real, real love story where it's like, I love you, but I kind of want to punch you in the face. But I love you. That's again. true love, man. And it's just like that, like roller coaster <laughs> ride of like up, down, up, down, and love and love and love. And it's like all the shades of gray in between. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I loved it. And, uh, yeah, I, I voted this one. This was my vote. I know. Was it, it was it our vote. No, no, no. Uh, no, actually, I was like, I thought you were going to choose Superman, the compendium that you got from Black Cat Comics in Burbank on Magnolia. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. I know, because you're a Superman guy. But you chose this one because it's it's Valentine's month. And so this is like the ultimate love story. And it's so sweet. Um, I want to give out a shout out to our buddy Pete again. This is the third time. <laughs> he gave us the entire series. Him and his wife, uh, fiance, excuse fiance. me. Soon to be wife. Soon to be wife. Hello, Amber. Um, yeah, they came over to spend the night and they were like, he was like, yo, dude, I got you the entire series for your comic book podcast. And I was like, how? Oh, actually, it is actually very appropriate because he's your BFF and mm-hmm. kind of my, I mean, he's not my, he's not as BFF-y as uh, you guys are, but he kind of is, you know, he's like my top five for sure. Um, but he so, makes the top five. If, there were, if life was a MySpace wall, he'd totally be in the top five. Oh, yeah. He'd totally be in my top five. Yeah. Pete's like, yeah, what's up, guys? <laughs> you guys don't even Pete, know Pete. Pete, you, you'd be my number one, baby. I you, love you. You complete us, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> is this just called? Okay. We're not going to talk about the comic at all. No, we're not. We're just going to talk about Pete and how cool this he is. It's more like insight into how we talk to each other because this is kind of when we have. I forget like, there's a microphone here. <laughs> when we have our like late night, I get home at 10 or 11 and you're yeah. still awake and you're on like a glass and a half of wine. We're like, let's what? have a talk. What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Orange juice. A glass and a half of orange, orange juice. juice. I love orange juice. Um... When it's made of grapes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fermented grapes. Anyways. <laughs> saga. I'm going to try really hard because there are people who came here just to hear our review of Saga. <laughs> it's all about the conversation. Yeah. I'll tell, conversation. I know. You You come for the comics, you stay for the hosts. But in this case, Corey's not here and you're just listening to two crazy, punny, crazy, punny couple. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michelle from Carmex. 
today. She yeah, said she that we're ready to have kids. Yeah. That's what she said. Michelle Car- from Carmax. 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 Not Carmax is the lip. Carmax. <laughs> I think, is oh. it? Or the Mexican, Car Mexican no. food place. Carmax. No, Carmax. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> I know. It's a joke. It's fine. How long have you known me? Okay. So, Saga. We are reading volume one. Oh my god, we're 15 minutes in. Hello, everybody. I hope you're still here. Um, it is... Oh, shoot. I don't know if it's... Oh, the writer is Brian K. Vaughn. The artist is Fiona Staples. The lettering design is Phonographics with a K. Nice. Dude. Um, and then the coordinator is Eric Stevenson. Do you know what a coordinator is? Oh, I then... know. You would know. I know. I am a coordinator in real life. <laughs> Image Comics Inc. Oh, every time I like something, it's Image. Image, they, they put out very, not necessarily. So, the story, like the concept of the stories, right? Yeah. They, they don't stray too far, right? Hero's Journey. Um, for this one, it's like Star Crossed Lovers. Right. Oh. Um, yeah. But they put out really unique takes on these stories. And I love that because I am. Very simplistic in my view of comics and of comic book, like, stories, movies, things like that. I've seen these stories a hundred times. I've read enough comics where there's not many things that will surprise me. Really? Like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I could totally see how this will likely play out. Sure. plot twist, cool. It'll never really, like, phase me. Very few things phase me. Uh But when it comes to, uh, I, I just enjoy when it's like, oh, that's unique. Yeah. That's a unique take on the Starcross lovers. Yeah. And you, Image does a really good job of doing unique takes on stories. Do you know what else? What other Image comics are there where they have unique takes? I can't think of any right now, but every time I think, um, I'm like, oh, I love this one. It's Image. Which, we just um, read one. Did you read one yesterday? You grabbed no, one Klaus yesterday. No, Klaus was Boom. Klaus was Boom. Um, but I know what you're talking about because every time I read like in a comic, I'll be like, oh, freak, it's Image. Like, cool. Like, it's not a very PG comic, but there's the... Yeah. Is it, is it, it's called Criminals? Sex Criminals? I forget which one Sex it is. Criminals? But um, I think that's what it's called. And it's the one where they copulate, and that's how they stop time. You can say it's, sex on here. I'm just, I know I said it once, but I didn't know. I don't want to get bleeped with the FCC listening. You know? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I still don't know what to do with my hands. Um, don't put them on the table. That's all I ask. Don't put them on the table. Don't. Um... Yeah, it's it, it's a really funky, and again, it's like, it's a love story, but it's yeah. like weird, and it's like a tale of love that shouldn't exist, yeah. or that people don't want to exist. But Very Romeo and Juliet, through. right? Yeah, well, Romeo and Juliet, it, that's the star-crossed lovers. Right, right, right. Right, right? and um, I love, I have a soft spot in my heart for Romeo and Juliet stories, because it was one of the first um, English honors English classes. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, I didn't honors... know we were, we were talking with a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> he just can, pushed up his imaginary yeah. glasses, everyone. And I wear actual glasses. I never push them up. <laughs> but it's 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 that whole like, is it divine intervention or is it human error that makes all these things like go down? Right. Um. And so yeah, it's it's that the same thing. It's star-crossed lovers, and uh, is the is the universe working against them because they shouldn't be? Together. Or is all these happy <gasps> mistakes happening just to make their Bond. love like grow yeah usually to like an eruption point where it's like an explosion and there is um bliss and like uh what's the the may- term when something like destroys the exterior around it when it blows like a blast zone there's like a blast like, zone like to a, the love a big like, bang <laughs> there's um repercussions okay and, uh 
down, down not downfall, <laughs> ashfall. Yeah, something fall something. of of just the love, and it, it caught it's such a big explosion of love that there are things that are uh, affected yeah, around sure. it, and it's not just or their inspired universe. from it, right? Or inspired from it. It's not just their universe, which is like them two locked in a gaze. You know, that's yeah. their universe. But yeah. the universe around them and how, you know, it's these people that are just uh, quietly and slowly affected by it. But then it's like the snowball effect where it's a small snowball and it keeps rolling and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, there's an amazing Spanish language film called uh, Amores Perros. Uh-huh. And that's very similar where it's like all these small stories intertwined. Yeah. And that's how they make this giant narrative. And I think that's kind of nice. That's kind of the whole Star-Crossed Lovers. Because yeah. even Romeo and Juliet, it's Romeo and Juliet, but it's also uh, the chaplain or the priest. I forget what his name is. It's Friar or something. Yeah, yeah. it's the nurse. It's the parents. Right. It's the brothers. It's everybody that ab- agrees. Mercutio. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all these different characters. Everybody that agrees that it should be happening and they kind of push it along there. Um, it's It's... It's like the ultimate love story. I like like I love the Starcrossed Lovers love story because it's like forbidden love and what's more what's juicier than forbidden love? You know? Like everybody loves that story and they can relate to it, especially you cuz you're a big old romantic. I'm a romantic guy. Uh, excuse me. I burped. Sorry. <laughs> Just um, don't burp into the mic intentionally because we it's made... Not a, it's not sense and smell of it. It's not very ladylike. We're in 4D. Yeah. <laughs> was I just talking about that? <laughs> you guys, we talk on top of each other. We really like each other, so... <laughs> Sorry, I got a crush on you. You can't crush on you. Yeah, we are just talking about 4D, uh, Lilo and Citride that I love. At Disney World. At Disney World. So Saga. <laughs> saga. Saga. Right. Okay, let me do a quick summary and... If you guys have read Saga, please raise your hand and give us... Yes, thank you for raising your hand, John. Um, and give us... Tell us on our... Uh, when we post on this on Instagram, let us know. Like, what's, uh, what was your favorite Saga volume? Because I know I've met a lot of people who have read Saga. And every time we're like, what comic book should we read? Everybody's like, uh, Saga, Saga, Saga. And, and I agree. Like... It's how many volumes does it have? I know there's nine. There's nine, and there's there's a symmetry to it because they did. It's one half, so I think the whole thing is going to be about eighteen volumes. Whoa! Um, and they stopped at the ninth volume, and they took like a two year break or a one year break. Okay. And they'll be back to finish the story. Okay. Um, which at first you get really bummed out because you're like, oh man, it's such a great story, right? But then you realize just how much acclaim the story got. Yeah. Like, I think from 2013, I was just reading, you know, from 2013 to 2018, like, they win every single, like, top-tier award. That's awesome. For writing, illustration. Um, they deserve it, Best dude. graphic novel. Yeah. I think the 2018 was the last year they were up for one. Oh. And they got nominated for Best Graphic Novel, just didn't win it. Okay. 2013 or 2017, I think they won every year. Holy moly, dude. Um, and the Eisner Award. Um, Which is the ultimate. Yeah, I think I think that's the ultimate. I'm not too familiar with the award, so mm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's Corey when we need him? But yeah, he'd know. Corey, he'd know. answer this question in your car when you're driving or walking or wherever you are. Just uh, answer <laughs> it. We miss you, Corey. Um, we miss you. But yeah, it's. I'm sure the pressure of like making sure that 
this stays consistent. Right. And not just like the characters being who the characters have always been and staying to the character's philosophy, mm-hmm. but also to what the story's meant to be and what the story means and never taking any cheap routes out of a situation. No, not at all. Like, there are literally zero storylines in this, even just volume one, that don't, I'm sure, pay off later, but aren't, that they don't have any that are not significant to the yeah. whole thing. And there are several storylines going on at once. The main one is the big war between, what is it, Landfall and Wreath? Yeah. So Landfall is the planet where the main girl, Alana, who is the mom of this adorable child named Hazel, who has wings and horns. And then the dad is Marco, and he's from the satellite of the Landfall planet called Wreath. And they've fallen in love. And this is where the star-crossed lover story comes in that you were talking about. And even just, like, in this first page, like, it's just, like, she's giving birth. Like, they start off this story just, like, Bam, let's do this. Like, she's right in there. But then we see in, like, a couple pages, they're so freaking in love. Like, he's helping, he's pulling the baby out of her. And he's biting the umbilical cord. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't expect this much gristle. Yeah, on like, the umbilical cord, yeah. It's adorable. Gross, but adorable. Aw. <laughs> Ew, but aw. Cute. Um, no, and I love, I love the fact, and it has to start with Hazel. Yeah. Because Hazel's narrating She's the story. She's the narrator. Isn't that incredible? And fun fact, and I'm full of fun facts. Please. Um, uh, Fiona, I forget her last name. Fiona Staples. Fiona Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading that uh, Hazel's narration was not added until the end. No way. And that's actually done in Fiona's natural handwriting. No It's Fiona's way. actual handwriting doing it. And, in, and she added that at the end of the story to kind of like give that like I love that. storytelling Aspect. Oh my god, it's like so so homemade that yeah. way. It's like you enjoy a homemade pie more than you do fresh from the freezer pie, right? And that's exactly what this is. Yeah, it makes me love it even more. Everything about the story. Greg Vaughn, uh, the, the main the he he's one of if not the main brainchild of it, one amongst the top tier of brainchilds. Um, he thought of this story when he was a kid, oh. when he was in like grade school or middle school, whatever. But he just was like, I want to make a story that's. Part Star Wars, part fantasy, Ooh. and just like make it mail. Then he talks about in the interviews where he's just like, I want things to to kind of pull from these aspects. Sure. And they both, like Staples and Vaughn, they work so well together. Yeah. Um, like for instance, uh, going a little farther ahead in the story, Please. but when, when you meet the slave girl, yeah. Sophie, mm-hmm. that's, Fiona drew that specifically to combat the image of Princess Leia as a slave girl. Interesting. So it's it's like, wait, not all, you know, slaves are people in that industry, you know, unfortunate people that are put in that, like, sex industry. The sex industry, yeah. Um, they don't all look like Princess Leia in a bikini and are consenting adults. Ooh. They're also children that are oh my God. born into that. And so it's it gets kind of political, like, right? Not necessarily political, but definitely, like, ethical. Interesting. And that's why ethical, yeah, that's the word. Because you have the Will, who's an amazing character. Can you explain the Will a little bit more? The Will is a freelancer. Right. Um, like a bounty hunter? Is he like yeah, a bounty hunter? A freelancer would be a bounty hunter. Um, they're just someone who picks up odd jobs that usually require killing right. or kidnapping. Um, so I guess you could say it's a bounty hunter. Okay. For the most better, better part of the word, it's a bounty hunter. Okay. Um, but it, it's that moral quandary where it's like, oh yeah, I'm totally okay with killing one. Wait, how old are you? Yeah. And you're working at a planet called Sextillion? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm killing your pimp. 
I love that part when he smashes his head with his two fingers. I was like, yes, justice, Uh, right? But it's like, it's that raw reaction. This goes back to when I was in college. I was always taught that I was, again, this is from D&D. This is my curiosities when I was like thinking about being a writer at one point in my life. Um, You still could. It's never too late. I still could. It's never too late. Never let go of your dreams. Please. Yeah, Um, for sure. But stories are great. Yeah. Like having a great plot is essential. Yeah. But you realize so many plots are redundant. Again, star-crossed lovers, hero's journey. Um, these these stories, they, they, they replicate and they are reborn in different ways. Slightly different, but still the same thing. The character is the unique, unique aspect of the story. Yeah. And for this specific comic book, each character is so unique. You have Marco, who's this like, first of all, he's an incredible warrior, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to touch a sword. Isn't that amazing how he's like trying to find the willpower to hold back, but then that one moment when they like mess with his his wife and his kid, he's like, no, you guys are all dying today. <laughs> and his wife literally has to shoot him to be like, babe, stop it. And That's like, enough. And he thanks her. Like his instinct is to yeah. be like, what have you done? He's like, oh my God, thank you. But you would do that. Like you yeah. would do that. I, mean, I don't know if I could shoot you. No, no, I mean, like, you would be, <laughs> please don't shoot me. Thank you. No, like, you would be Marco. Like, if anybody were to mess with me and our future kid, like, you would be like, okay, no, you're all dying. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the inner warrior, like the dad, it all comes out, you know, yeah, at that moment. Like, someone could be like, you could be arguing with someone, and you could be wrong, and they could be right. Right. And I could be in my head siding with them, just like kind of looking at you, and then if they lay a finger on you. Like, oh, bro, no, don't do that. Why'd you do that? Now, a whole other list of actions are going to occur that didn't have to occur. Um, <laughs> you brought it on yourself, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you have Marco. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Marco's an incredible character. And then you have um, Prince Robot. Okay. I want to talk about that. What is up with the freaking robot heads? And the first time that we meet them, again, it's like a, a, like a, like a high point of a scene. They're... Two robot heads having sex, like, butt naked. Just so you guys know, this is a, like, if this had a rating, like a TV movie or a... It'd be R. It'd be yeah. R. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is, yeah, especially, I've read, like, two issues, two and three, and it gets real. Like, there's an orgy scene in this one on Sextillion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's pretty intense. So, It definitely, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 we'll no, no, cut no. this out. This will be edited out, right? No, never. Dang I it. don't edit out anything. <laughs> um, no, but like it was just so interesting because like the robot heads, it it was it made it like like those guys were like the stately royalty, and it's interesting because it's like people talk about robots ruling the world, and they're literally like running this war, running these like stupid decisions in politics and we see it right away and it like how it has an effect on the actual real live creatures of the world or the worlds or whatever world yeah universe 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 um i love this stuff it's jarring yeah because in your mind you think of androids you think of like star trek and data or you think of like c3po and r2 yeah you don't you don't think of robots as like mean or you you think of like let's use terminator (laughs) actually he's he's a good guy towards the end you right, you right. Um, but it's it's more of that we always humanize things. True. And we we make them human, and that's the biggest fear, right? With with robotics and, and AI and 
there's things, and it's like, ah, it's going to become human. But this was like an illustration where it's like, no, no, no. I need you to have that separation of like robot and they, they're part human, but they're most like their brain, the thing that controls everything. Yeah. It's a friggin' TV screen. But they but they react very humanistically. Like he has an attitude and a little bit of an ego. Oh He's got God. like a t- he has a temper tantrum at one point where he just starts killing things for no reason kind of. And also like they flash on the screen their thoughts or something. I love that. I yeah. love that. I mean, you like, got to use the screen, right? It's a TV screen. I that's one of my favorite aspects of them, and um, I've actually read ahead all the way up to issue nine. Um, oh, because okay. I love it so much. <laughs> but thanks, Pete. <laughs> thank you, Pete. <laughs> um, actually, he didn't give me issue nine. He gave me a eighty. Left me on a cliffhanger. Whatever. Go Just away, love Pete. You, bro. <laughs> um, but it's so good because it, it's just it, it. Like I said, it's jarring to see them have TV heads, and you you need a face yeah. to have a connection to something. Oh, that's deep. But then you get an insight on what's behind their face and what's behind their thoughts. And it's like you get that connection back. Yeah. Just like you lose the connection because like you don't have a face, bro. I don't care. You're a robot. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, I can see what you're thinking. Oh my God, I'm thinking the same thing. Mm. It brings you right back. So that's what I mean by these like incredible characters. They're so rich and they're like onions. They're Shrek. They're gooey. That's what I say. That's my word. Hashtag gooey. Like... They got um, stuff to them. They got sustenance. Like, yeah. you start to love each of them and feel, except for the whiny robot guy. I don't really. There's so many whiny there robots. Are, there were, but the main one, Prince, I wrote this down. Prince, I. it's not Prince IV. What is it? Prince 4? What is that? Yeah, IV? I, I guess, four? yeah, IV 4. It's a Roman numeral. Prince Robot. Prince the Fourth. Prince the Fourth. Um, <laughs> Prince the Fourth. I forget what his, his princess's name. Was they ever say the princess's name? They never did, because I looked it up. I was going to write it down, but they, he literally goes, Princess. Yeah, just princess every time. I think it's so funny because, like, head down, she's Marie Antoinette, and then head up, she's like a freaking TV screen. Do you, hey. Can what, we, are we allowed to talk about what happens later on in the story? We just give it away. This is spoil, spoilers. It, yeah. yeah. So, this in the story arc, the over yeah. arc thing, he has this amazing, just like roller coaster ride of your feeling towards him. Because at first, Wait, you're who's like, he to he? A uh, robot. Sorry, robot. Robot towards. No, like, you as the reader. Oh, I understand. At first, you're like, Prince Robot, he's after the good guys. We yeah. hate him. He's a bad guy. Clearly, he's a bad guy. Um, but then it's just like the, the world that we, we live in. Everything is not black and white. There are people who decide they're on the black side, they're on the white side. But like 90% of us, we live in the gray. Mm. We're touched by both sides of the world. And the same, it does, it's no different for Prince Robot. Yeah. He is deep in this realm of gray and that comes out further into the trades yeah and it's just it's so good it's oh, good that's like, awesome like, so like oh. do they ever ever in the trades do they ever go into like why they have robot heads do they just like evolve into those creatures or like were they born that way i, mean, I don't know like did they did they cut off their heads and glue on some tvs like what happened i don't know um i know that they have Childbirth, like a oh. little baby TV set. <gasps> Ow, <Yeah>. that would hurt. <laughs> I wonder if this is edges, like... edges. <laughs> hey, maybe she. Never mind. That's inappropriate. Never mind. Da-da-da. Inappropriate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we have a so, 
lot of fun, you guys. We do have a lot of fun. We do. Okay. Um, but there is a whole like birth scene where with the where, robot birth. Yeah, wow. a robot mm. birth. So it's it's or actually towards the end of of trade one, she tells him like I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um. Uh. It, it's 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 very odd. I think it's like an alien race. I think it's one more alien race. It's not. It's very much um like Star Wars in a sense where it's just like. We're not giving you a backstory on this. It just exists. Mm. Ooh, Star Wars reference, everyone. Yeah. We made it. Corey's <laughs> not even here, but we made You're one. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <sighs> wow. So glad we rehearsed this before. So great. <laughs> Get out <laughs> of here. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here comes our inside jokes that nobody's in on except for us. Unless you've seen Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig I'm at sure the awards. Or if you yeah. haven't, what are you doing? If you don't live under a Pause rock. this. Go, go Please don't that. pause this. Keep going. We need go. the we need Finish. the rating. Yeah, get to like point. What minute? What minute? point is it when it? Counts? All the way, baby. All, all the way. way. You got to listen go to it. All the way. The way. Okay. Um. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's the characters are super rich. It's a really deep and and it's an emotional story. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so emotional. Like, okay, so I want to get to the part. Where uh, I want to go back to Marco and Alana. So they're trying. So they have this kid. They don't know her name. It's really funny. They find out. So I can't remember how, but Marco like gets hurt really, really bad. Is on the verge of death, and he goes, "I need snow." And so then John Snow appears. No, I'm just kidding. And then, <laughs> can you imagine? Isabel. What if What if he's like, I need snow, and then John Snow appears, and John Snow kisses him, sleeping beauties him. He wakes up, and then it's complicated. No, but then like John Snow, everyone John Snow kisses ends up dead. Oh, yeah. so I cross Super him off sad. my list. Yeah, I can no. never kiss John Think Snow. He, he kissed uh, the redhead Ingrid. Yeah, uh, she's dead. <gasps> he kissed Danners. Super dead. Danners. Uh, Danners. <laughs> Danner Banners. He, he kills Danners. And there he goes. There she goes. She gone. She gone, baby. Um, yeah, um, no. Forget Jon Snow. Okay, but then he goes to the snow, and he says he needs snow. And so then um, all of a but, sudden, so she, Alana's in this forest, and she hears all of these, like, we just see all these, like, red eyes kind of popping out of the forest because they're trying to get to the forest to find a way off the planet because they're trying to escape because the prince robot guy, they're all coming after her. And then the, then what are they called? The horrors? Or they think they're called the horrors. Yeah, they're, they're, they give them a specific name. Yeah, these, but it's, it's, it's like, so it, it, again, it's just these dominoes that keep falling. Yeah. So um, not to get too deep into the story, but like the domino no, falls of... The original like monkey dude. Yeah. That, at the beginning. Uh, he who sells them out. Them out. Yeah. yeah, he sells them out to the the the, the robot dudes. The, the wreath guys. Yeah, what are they called? No, the, not like, the wreath guys. The I landfall. The landfall, yeah. the winged. The the ones with the wings. The winged. Landfallians. Sure. Whatever. Winged. Yep. The winged people. Ah, yes. Um he rats them out. And then in the process of a firefight between the wreath magic wielders and like the landfall technology wielders. Um, the monkey guy dies and he gives them the map that he used, that he bought with the money he got from selling them out. Right. So it's all these dominoes falling and they have to get to the forest. But in the process of getting to the forest, they have to walk to this area where the horrors are there. And the horrors are like, nobody really knows what they are. They're just kind of scared of them and they hear whispers or something. And yeah. But then they're like, they're ghosts. They're ghost the ghosts kids. of the people who have died on that world like the, yeah. the people who were born on that world that died on that world and shout out to the artwork on these kids oh because 
I know. They're like pink. They're not like ghost ghosts. They're like pink ghostly figures. And our main girl, Isabel, she has like her bottom half chopped mm-hmm. off. So her intestines are literally like floating around. <laughs> and she looks like this punk rock kid that has shops at Hot Topic. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, what up? I'm Isabel. I think that's her voice. I should do her voice. You should, you should totally do What up? I'm Isabel. I can get you some snow. <laughs> that, But that's literally it. And I, I love the fact that the kids are like the younger generation now. Like, dude, this war is stupid. It really, yeah. This war is dumb. We died. Right. Uh, you guys suck. Um, I want to get off this rock. Yeah. And that's where Isabel comes in, where she's like, she's she's bound by these pre-existing, like, magical, religious ties. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to be a part of this. I want to get out and see stuff. And so she's like, let me follow you. Let me yeah. help you. Like, Let me, like, anchor she, to your baby. Yeah. Let me anchor to your baby. And then Alana's like, no. You know what? As a mom, I think... I'm going to be like Alana, where she's just like this badass woman. <laughs> and um, she's just going to like carry her baby. She's like, nobody touches my baby. I think that's her voice too. Um, but then it's like, you love your child, but it's also like the love of your life. Yeah. Like if I was like there hanging on one breath and someone said, I could save you, but I'm going wherever your baby goes. Yeah. I, you have a very like difficult decision to make. Because you have this creature that you created. You literally created this creature. Yeah. It is made of you. And they, okay, can we talk about how they brought it to this world, though? In the middle of a fire. In the middle of a freaking war? Like, what, like, I mean, I don't know. That's, I mean, she's got a hard life ahead of her anyway. Yeah. yeah. They get they get a lot deeper into that and the further, and the issues that, that uh, Does Hazel follow? keep narrating? And Hazel's mm-hmm. a baby, by the way. Okay. Hazel narrates this throughout. It's okay. almost as if she's beginning, she begins and ends Every trade. Yeah. I want to say almost every issue. But she like starts the issue with like, here, this is what happened and this is what's occurring and this is a little bit, a little taste of the story so far. And then she ends it with like, this is my feelings on this story and where we are and where we're going. Um. And it kind of, it's almost, um, it's very lemony snicket-y of where it's like, this gets a little darker. Heads up. This is the last time I see this person. I this see. is it doesn't end on a high note. It doesn't end like other comics, right? Yeah. Which is what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It kind of is like, uh, keep going at your own like peril. Like you're reading the story. It's on you, bro. Yeah. Um it's very unique in that sense. And uh she's an amazing character. Yeah. She's an amazing character. You see her growth throughout the trades and that's awesome. That's um, you know what? That's really cool because like then we become we're like on Hazel's side. And we were like, mm-hmm. what happens to Hazel? Like, does she make it? And so okay, so they find this girl Isabel. They they save Marco in the snow. Snow kind of helps them come back mm-hmm. to life. Well, it's 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 very. Um, I love and so this is a little bit more of my nerddom. Um, I'm a big fan of this old. I don't know if it's old. It's a cartoon called Full Metal Alchemist. It's Full an metal, anime. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Let us know if you've seen that. Um, <laughs> it is an amazing cartoon. It's an amazing story about two brothers um, whose mother passes away. And then there's this... It's like their universe's form of magic. It's called alchemy. Okay. And there's always a price. It's very sim- It's very rooted in science where it's like um, you cannot create energy. You just manipulate it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's one of those things where we can't create more energy. It has to come from somewhere. Uh-huh. So everything has a price. And the same thing in this book where the the price of magic is a secret or the price of 
Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Saving yeah. Marco is like snow. Mm-hmm. Or the cost of like when they get to the rocket ship. What's the cost of a rocket ship? It's something that you have to let go of forever. Yeah. It's a sword. And it, it's... Everything has a price. Like, there's no free rides. Yeah. And it's very telling of the story in a whole. Because there, there, there is no action in the story, at least as far as I've read, that isn't, that doesn't come with a cost. Right. You know, they get off this planet, but this happens. Um, Prince Robot, he's able to get another clue on where they're going, but he has to kill um, the most oddly beautiful creature Who's murderous and scary? The stalk. The stalk. Oh my gosh! Can we talk about her for a second? Holy She's moly! She has no arms. Well, uh, she does. She like her feet are arms. That's true. She has like, like I don't know how many tentacles, like eight or ten or something eight, underneath yeah. underneath her big black skirt. They're, they're like spider legs though, not tentacles. Because tentacles, I feel like tentacles are like fluid. That's true. Like octopusy. They're kind this of like, is a spider. Kind of like yeah, like yeah. And she's basically, and we haven't even talked about the Will. Oh my God. Who is the, the freelance bounty hunter, who I'm sure makes more of an appearance in the next one because he seems like a big deal. So the, the other, and here's the thing, this is why this story is so freaking incredible is because there are so many freaking storylines going on at the same time. Like the Will, like, okay, so there could be a story just on Marco and Alano's, Alana's journey. There could just be a story on Prince uh, Prince Robot's life. There could be just be a story on like the Will's life, and the Will is this like you said. We said it's a bounty hunter, and they're trying to the whole time. Prince Robot is trying to direct these people, his people, to catch these two because they don't agree with their relationship. Like they don't agree that they should be together. Well, King Robot. Oh, and you actually like King, King Robot. Like so, there, there's a whole like monarchy in the robots and it's really cool and then when you finally see i think it's like issue like six or seven where i forget don't quote me on that um where (laughs) king robot shows up and he's totally like this weird napoleon complex kind of like tiny guy but giant big screen tv as a head you know everyone has like that square 19 80s like booty tv box head yes the booty box a giant plasma screen it's kind of dope is it a flat um, screen? Yeah, it's super, it's super dope. Um, but he's like, it's very much like compensating much. Um, <laughs> compensating much, yeah. It's really cool. And it's a monarchy. It's a total monarchy. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I think he's from Landfall as well, or they're like from a separate planet that just They don't runs. really go into that. Because even at the beginning of the story, they say that nobody remembers a time when they weren't fighting. Yeah. So that means, like, let's say that they live to be 100 years old. Maybe this war has been gone on for over 100 years, at minimum. You also, know what I mean? Yeah, I love the fact that in the story, they're like, no, these two, like, these two warring countries, they can't get rid of each other, right? right. Because they're connected through, like, gravity and science <laughs> gravity. and gravity. Yeah. And it's like, no, if you destroy one planet, it loses its mass or a portion of its mass, and then both planets go spiraling off into black holes. It's like, oh, that's so awesome. But isn't that crazy? So like, like, they depend on each other, but they're still fighting. And it, it is like... And, and, like, for them to have such a concept of how big the universe is, for them to just be at war with, like, their moon, like, couldn't they come up with a big enough technology to just blast it away? Like, why doesn't that happen? Is there a heart involved here? Like, this story goes so deep and, like, provides so many open-ended conversations where you're like, 
I don't know. Kind of like D&D. It's like, how does it go on? How do we go to the next thing? What do you want it to be? What do you think it is? What is the metaphor of the TVs? What is the metaphor of the star-crossed lovers? What is the metaphor of the kid narrating the story? Like, there's, it's just, this whole thing is just gooey and deep. It's, it's freaking cool. Yeah, I love it. And then, um, this is going to get a little D&D right now. Okay. There's such a thing. It's called an alignment chart. And what it is, is like... Is it like an astrology chart? <laughs> no. I mean, it's... I mean, technically, if you classify your sign, right? I'm a Cancer, so I react this way. Right. Or I'm an Aries, I react this way. I'm a Scorpio, I react this way. Um, an alignment chart is saying, like, your character, your person, whatever, it it's predetermined that it's going to kind of... It moves in this general direction. Okay. Um, and there's, are you lawful or chaotic? Can you abide by rules and order? Mm-hmm. Or do you kind of rebel and go against? And then there is, are you good or are you evil? Do you perform good acts? Do you perform evil acts? And then there's like, a, what is it? One, two, three. One, two, three. It's like a nine by nine chart of like, do you land like dead center where you are really like true neutral? Mm-hmm. is um, I don't really care about good or evil. I don't really care about lawful or chaotic. I just care about balance. I'm very balanced. Right. Um, and then there's uh, like chaotic good, which is like your Robin Hood types. Or lawful good, which would be like a Superman type where it's like obey the law and always do right. And there's lawful evil, where it's like I obey the law, I also obey my law. And mm. I want to do things that are morally... A little more re- rebellious? Evil. Oh. No, not rebellious. Evil. Like Contra- Darth Vader. Like um, uh, Emperor Palpatine in yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He might be a little bit lawful evil. Mm. Might be neutral evil, but he's lawful evil. Someone like um, uh, the Joker. He's always seen as the prototypical chaotic evil. He does evil things, and he really doesn't care about law. He's just... I want to see the world burn see everything burn right um so it's it's kind of like these characters and i do this with stories i'm very familiar with the chart where i'm like oh where does this character land you know marco is very neutral both marco and uh, alana alana, yeah. alana are very neutral good where they clearly don't care about law and order because they've seen they, the worst of it yeah they've, they've kind of moved away yeah from law because they see it does nothing for anybody except they're chaos also, they're also not like bandits and doing some or I guess maybe they go into chaotic good I don't know yeah but um someone like Prince like the Prince you see his movement from what would be perceived as like lawful evil to like a lawful neutral to without giving too much like more on the other side of the spectrum um it's very that that journey of like where is your character going yeah that's the more beautiful thing of things that are not a quick movie like in a movie, your character kind of wants to stay here, maybe go one over, like he's lawful good, but he maybe sees the benefits of breaking the rules a bit. Um, but with these like long, lengthy stories and novels and comic books and trades, and granted, I, I consider all these in the same genre because it's a story that needs to be told. Um, you see that character grow 
and make decisions and make poor choices and make good choices and like where they come out on the other end. It's like they've all have they all have a history and the reason why they are where they are is because of of what's led them up to that and and they just act very truly amongst like how how they are and where they come from. Everybody in here is just so drastically different like even on the planet sextillion when we really I feel like that's the planet where we get the most we get to see how many different kinds of creatures there are. And we got the freaky, like, I don't know if they were actually, like, um, ladies of the night. The, the giant heads with legs. Yes. Oh, my oh, gosh. Um, when I opened in that page, I was like, I am disturbed slash confused slash curious. Like, how does that happen? Like, Yeah, like, they're super symmetrical faces. Like, yeah. The faces are perfectly symmetrical. So, in theory, it's a beautiful face. Yeah. But it has no hips. It has no or, torso. Yeah, it's just legs. It has, it's just legs and a head. Yeah. Um, are those the, the the workers there? Are they they're, they're, they're the, the ones that people go to see? Are they the hosts? People, like people into weird stuff at that time? Like oh yeah, no, they're going? for sure into weird. For sure. Stuff. <laughs> okay, there's look, a whole planet. <laughs> okay, look, there's a, there's a lady that's like like she has like twelve legs and arms, and it's not even weird for them. It's just like, hey, what works for you? <laughs> how can you know? How can we make this work for you? And it's it's like this planet. Like I'm curious just about the planet landfall, how it can inhabit so many creatures and still be at war and think that there's two different kinds of creatures and there's a need for conflict, but there's literally thousands of species who have Fighting on both sides of the war. Right. Like, how do you choose your side? Like, I feel like Brian K. Vaughn has... Is it Brian or Fiona? Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Yeah, they really... Let me see. Wait. (laughs) Who was the writer? It's Brian, right? He like he's I'm a part opening. of a, he's the like, yeah. the lead of a team. And then Fiona's the artist. Yeah, they really open it up to just like like we've said before. Like it's just like one million different possibilities. And though we're following two of them, there could be so many spinoffs from the, like there could just be a comic book on the planet Sextillion, <laughs> um, or there could be just a comic uh, spinoff on the Will. There could be a spinoff on the grandparents of Marco. Uh, excuse me, the parents of Marco oh who appear at the end. And I know you've read it like into book two, so you know that story. Yeah, oh, the grandparents are so like it's very much <laughs> the grandparents of Hazel because yeah. we like you and I we're uh, an, an interracial couple. Yeah, right. I'm I'm from from a Latin. You know, family, or very much, you know, from the South, American. And you know that feeling of, like, I love you because you love my child. Yeah. But there are things that you do that I don't like. Yeah, like culture clash. Yeah, like culture clash. So it's also very cool. It's like, oh, no, I totally know where this is going. Yeah. And maybe I enjoyed this more because I'm married, and I totally know, like, where <laughs> cultures clash. Do you know what true love is? Is that what it is? Um, yes, I do. Uh-huh. But it's more like... I could empathize with empathize. Empathize, sorry. Um, with the story. And I'm like, oh I told you, I know that feeling. Yeah. Of like I'm meeting a family I've never met before. Right. Oh dear God. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh man. It's like hope they like me. I hope I fit in. I hope they approve of me. Like all of those things. And and Alana is meeting them at like we're the most stressful time. She's had a baby like 48 hours ago, hasn't slept in that time, is aboard a rocket ship to escape from the planet so that her child doesn't... And they have no idea where they're going on this rocket ship. Like, she's got a lot. And she's like, hi, hi, hi. Uh, this is weird. She just showered. 
She just she's naked. Yeah. Like in a towel. And then and then we lose Isabel. I was really sad there at the end. When we lost Isabel, our ghostly ghost our ghost friend guide. Well she doesn't she we actually don't lose her there. Oh, spoiler alert. Spo- okay. Sorry. She goes a little bit farther into the story. Um I won't say what becomes of her. Um the story is full of a lot of ups and downs, a lot of heart wrenching moments. Yeah. Um But it's so good. It is oh, good. So good. Like, even just from this first one, like, you kind of feel a little shook. Like, because it's, you just have so many questions, and it's a different way of viewing things. And I really like these independent comic companies, and it's not, like, just from the big two where they have so many, not necessarily rules, but, like, unspoken rules, rules that they, you know, boundaries they can't cross. But, like, these independent comics, like Image, Dark Horse, um, and Boom, they can do that. It's like, oh they can, they can... They can introduce so many different kinds of stories from every, literally every walk of life and the ones, the walks of life not created or in their mind created. And it, and therein lies like the most amazing story. Yeah. I've become a huge fan of independent distributors. Yeah. Um, you know, boom, image. I mean, I don't know if you can even call them into like indie distributors because they're so big now because everyone knows to go to them. It's one of those reasons why I've never subscribed to that notion of, oh, is it indie or oh, is it unknown? Because if you do good work, the point is to get to a level where you could keep pumping out material. And like, okay, so I always say on this podcast that comic books, they break the boundaries of everything. And it's like, we've got DC, we've got Marvel, and they've created um, these worlds. But like, like I said, like when it comes to independent comics, people are like, oh, Okay, I'm going to tell you a, a story from my brain. Like, I have so many um, creative ways to tell different freaking stories. Like, what is your theory on comics? Like, why do you love them? Why does it keep you reading? I mean, a part of it is escapism. Yeah. Like, whenever you dive into a story, it's always escapism. Mm-hmm. It's always, I need a break from what's going on now. I'd love to get into a different spot. Like, dive into somewhere else. Dive into somewhere else for a second. Yeah. I just worked... A 10-hour shift, answering phones. Um, just give me a second where I'm floating through space on a wooden rocket ship. <laughs> like, it's it's fun and it's beautiful and it's fantasy and it's like that whole... It's conversations, the best conversations are ever, they begin off what if. Well, what yeah. if this? You know, when we talk about the future, it's, well, what if I took that job? Or what if we didn't live here and we live there? Or what if, you know, my hair was red tomorrow? I don't know. What if? And those are really fun conversations to have where we don't know the outcome, but we could like, well, then this would happen. Then this domino would fall. Yeah. And then this domino would fall. And all of a sudden, there's a bunch of dominoes falling and there's a design on the ground. And we're like, holy crap, let's take a step back and admire that. Yeah. Um, that's, what learned, that's what drew me to stories. Mm-hmm. I, I say comic books and comic books are a passion of mine because I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing like drawings. Like when I read a book... <laughs> When I read a book, it's one of those things where I'll read a book and in my head I'm like, well, who which actor would play this role? Yeah. And then in my mind, I'm already picturing a movie playing out and like a show or something. And then all these actors and like born of real life and like how they would mimic and what they would look like. And I love seeing like the dominoes fall. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes a story great. These evolving characters that are, like you said, they're juicy. And it's like... Gooey. The word gooey. was gooey. Sorry, gooey. <laughs> <laughs> Difference. Um, where are they going to go? 
how are they going to grow? Yeah. Who are they going to be tomorrow? It's like choose your own adventure kind of thing. My favorite part of stories where it's like a lengthy story of like a bunch of characters is the the credits where they're like, picture of the character and what they did next. I yeah, I do too. I I'm, like, I'm like, oh wait, then, wait, then what happened? Yeah, what happened to them? What are they and doing? Then, oh man, I didn't even see that coming. He became a janitor? What? What? That's but crazy. he loved to clean. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But it, it's it's that feeling of like, What's, what what becomes of them? It's the reason why a lot of movies have sequels. They don't have their greatest stories, but they want to let you know on what they're doing next. Yeah, because you, you're actually interested in investing these characters because if they create a good enough story, you want to follow them and you care about them. It's like um, uh, the, the, the movie with um, Quiet Place. Yeah. Or it's like, we didn't necessarily need a second part one. two. But I'm kind of excited to see, like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. What's What happens to them? Because yeah. they clearly, they didn't defeat all the silence monsters, um, the, grumpy, <laughs> the grumpy downstairs neighbors. I feel like, I feel like if downstairs neighbors were a monster. Stop, bang stop dancing. We need to destroy everything. Yeah, that's our downstairs neighbor, actually. <laughs> Honey, are you playing your electric guitar? Um, There are music halls for that. Yes. Wouldn't it be funny if she was our biggest fan, though? What, if she was what? Your biggest fan. What if she was? That's oh, it's so sweet. Sorry, oh, Catherine. Shout out, Catherine. You're a rock. We love you. No. We actually, we do give you. I shouldn't say we. You make sure that she has treats. You always send her treats. I do. Treat. I give her Trader Joe's treats. I'm like, here, lady, stop complaining about us. We're people, okay? We need to make noise. It's an apartment building. But yeah. So my final question to you is: Would Wait, you? Final question? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not done. No, we no, live no. together. You can't get rid of me. Can't get rid of you. <laughs> Uh, this ring on my finger is binding. I get half your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I get the rabbit. Um, but yeah, so like, would you recommend this to new comic re- book readers, old comic book readers, or different like D and Ders? I would recommend this. So here's the thing, right? Tell Whenever me. here's the thing. I'm quoting Corey. I'm like, I'm trying to be Corey now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> um, what do you enjoy out of a story? I like to consider things like, what boxes does check off, right? Yeah. So, does it have a good plot? Well, it's a, it's a plot that's lasted the, the it's the test of time, right? right. Star-crossed lovers. Checks the plot box. Cool. Plot box. Uh, characters. Does it have very vivid and deep and, like, layered characters? Yeah. Um, yeah. Gooey. In, in gooey. Does it have gooey characters? Yeah. It has... I think like six or seven characters in this first trade mm-hmm. that are super gooey. And they grow. And in the trades, more characters go in and more characters go out. And it's like this Where are they going and, of yeah. characters. And it's like, oh, checks that box. Um, does it have things that are rooted in real life and emotional and things you could get a bond to? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, can you take you ever, something from it? You yeah. ever been in love with someone and wanted to punch them in the face? Yeah, you totally get uh, them too. Excuse me? (laughs) You ever uh, been someone who has to live up to standards but doesn't want to do them because they're uh, affecting with their day-to-day lives? Yeah, Prince Robot has to leave his wife when she's she's freaking pregnant and he has to go. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah. um, Your tie there. Are you someone who is protective of someone who you think is uh, a... Bad influence on your loved one or your child. You're going to really love the grandparents. 
there's a lot of things to emotionally tie to this. Um, it's the perfect witch's brew. A lot of angles you could come into this story from. We're like, oh, I'm that person. You know, are you someone who stands up, who might not be morally and ethically good, but if there's someone doing legit bad, you're like, um, no, that's not okay. You're going to love the will. You're someone who's been in love with someone. We haven't even talked about the will and stock. Yeah. That's a love story right there. The will and the stock. And the stock, sorry. All the bounty hunters have the. Yeah. Like the is their oh, first whoa, name. Oh, I just realized the that. Blank is their last name. Because mm. they're like. The Mandalorian. Yeah, like <laughs> Mr. Will. And she's like, no, 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 Mr. The. No, it's not Mr., it's the Will. It's yeah. The Will, yeah. So it's very rooted in all these different angles you can jump on board on mm-hmm. that I would absolutely recommend to someone who's brand new to comics. Because this will get you hooked. Yeah, for sure. Feeling the story, it's like when you see the first uh, scary movie, if you love scary movies, or if you love superhero movies, if you see that first one, you're like, ooh. And you, you kind of keep looking for that same chemistry. And then you find it a little bit in other movies, but they disappoint. You're like, I'm going to keep looking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep looking. <laughs> it, it, it's that thing of like, I need to keep searching for this feeling. Yeah. Um, and we get that. So there's a chemical... We're all junkies at heart, right? Um, we all have this dopamine kick that kicks in when we do something that we really enjoy. And we just keep seeking it out. And that's really cool about a great story. And then it'll, when you read a good story, when you read a great book, you, you might not read for a while, but you'll walk by a bookstore and you'll be like, I wonder, mm-hmm. is that feeling in there? That feeling that I get from those pages? Yeah. Does it live in there? Do you think kinda, that books are like a dopamine hit then? I absolutely think so. Yeah. I think anything that awakens your brain is a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. I think that's your brain saying, I like body this. Yeah. releases endorphins when we do things that are good for us. You know, when we run and jog and exercise, your body's like, hey, keep doing that. You're going to live longer. <laughs> Give you good feelings. <laughs> yeah. Good you habits. Know, good habits. Hey, that person makes you smile. You're going to love them forever. I'm going to give you the butterflies. Is that what you got for me? Absolutely. Uh, um, it's, it's that like dopamine kick yeah. that keeps you going. Some people get it from comic books. Some people get it from traveling. Some people get it from car rides. Some people get it from hikes. Yeah. Your body tells you. Your brain. Here's the thing. We're all slaves to our brain. Yeah. So our brain is literally feeding us this stuff that's like, no, keep doing it. Keep doing it. You're on the right path. And comic books are no different. <laughs> and comic books are no different. It's just another thing. And it's not for everyone. Some people will read it and be like, eh. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think that comic books are not for everyone. I think comic books are literally for everyone. Like, movies are literally for everyone. But it's like, we go through the schooling where we have to be, we're forced to freaking read. And sometimes, to be honest, like, when I have to read a comic book in the week, I get my little, the little kid in me is like, I don't want to have to read like, you know, and I just like, even though I, I know I'll enjoy the comic book and it'll be awesome, we're just like, this culture, it's, I mean, it's getting really deep here, but like, it's like, it's like reading is a, um, a reprimand or like, you have to do it. Like, you have to do, make your bed. You have to clean the dishes. But like, comic books, even though it's such a nerd culture and nerds are so looked down on, unfortunately, even though they have like, I think some of the best, most creative, imaginative brains ever. Thank you. 
Um, I like like just I think I think comic books are everyone for everyone if they just give them a chance if they just find that character that they're that they can connect with. There is literally a comic book character for everyone that they connect with. Right now, mine is Harley Quinn, minus the murder, like because she's like a crazy badass chick, and I like, mess with a rabbit. Which case, game on, bro. Do not mess with my rabbit. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, you make a really good point. You're so insightful and deep. Have you always been that yeah, way? I think so. I you think so. so? Wow. Um, I, I think it's a. This is a great comic book for people who are trying to get in. Yeah. Because it'll it'll sink its claws at you, and you're gonna fall in love with these characters. And if you don't, the stocks claws. <laughs> the stocks claws. Yeah. Um, it it's it's deep and it's rooted in emotion, yeah. and there's a lot of things that are rooted in science or in physics and those are fun mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but you think of some of the greatest stories that we have and like in game of thrones uh feel how you feel about it if you're one of those people that's like i've never watched game of thrones and it's a chip on my shoulder whatever bro but yeah. it's rooted in emotion yeah which is what we all want because we're yeah. all i think at heart we're all real empathic we're real deep even though like you know society and the things that kind of cover that empathy that we all have yeah we might not feel emotion all of us might have different takes on emotion but we all love watching emotion yeah i don't care who you are you see a soap opera on tv you might like walk by like what's this but then you're gonna be like i'm just sitting here for five minutes watching this and i really hope that uh isabella wakes up from that coma and stabs her twin sister in the face for marrying her husband (laughs) false pretenses (laughs) <laughs> those novellas at your mom's house that run in the background while we have dinner I get oh stuck watching them even you when they don't, don't have them. even though <laughs> even though they don't have subtitles they have no idea what's going on I know exactly what's going on and I'm upset about it but uh speaking of emotion happy Valentine's Day darling Valentine's Day we're, go- we're going out for a Valentine's Day dinner tonight we are to the restaurant up the hill but I won't say where cause then you know where we live yeah yeah is that weird I mean they probably don't know where I live LA we live in LA a lot of people who listen to this know where we live. Yeah, that's true. Wow, that's creepy. Um, but thank you for coming on. That oh my was... God, is it over? I think it's so fast. How long has it been? It's been an hour. Wow. I know. We could totally keep going for another like 30 minutes. We really could. I what know. What can we think of real quick? <laughs> a, a rapid fire round. Um, um, how do you feel, feel about, about uh, koalas? Uh, koalas? I love koalas. I think they're so great. And I'm so sad that Australia burned down. And I wish that all the koalas would be saved. Oh, uh, they're so there was one so video cute. of a koala holding like it was like a koala stuffed animal. Yeah. And it was like holding it was like and it like slowly hugged oh it. God. And in my mind, for some reason, koalas are sloths. They move just at the same speed. No, dude. I know. But they move at the same speed. It's like slow motion, like love. It's, oh, uh, I love koalas. If you guys haven't, you should donate. Um please donate to Australia, man. Here's the thing. Everyone in life gets super caught up on their own stuff, but the world's a, a big, pretty big place. Yeah. And if you have a chance to do some good, do some good. And in like like Frozen says, if you're wondering what to do next, just do just the do next, the right, next thing. right thing. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. He took the words right out of my, my mouth. mouth. Yeah. See if you can take these words out, out of my, my mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you took them. Give me back my words. Um, um, this has been so much fun. This is my first you. ever podcast. Oh, my God. I hope you guys bring me back. Oh my god, we'll totally bring you back. Um, I think you're so great. Um, do you want to be found in cyberspace or no? Um, yeah, you could totally find me. You've probably seen me if you've gone on my wife's Instagram page. Yeah, if you just go to mine. Has and... OCD put a picture of me up? 
No, no. but we could. You could. We could. Totally could. Maybe. Um, but yeah, your Instagram is just uh, me. Yeah, it's pretty much you. It's just me it's making really and, like, funny ridiculous faces. memes. Yeah, me. Yeah, ridiculous memes and me making like the world's worst faces. But like, I don't really care. I love what I, I love. I like natural. It's like when you, we were just talking about when people make you do stuff. You know, like doing it. Like when you tell me to take a picture, of you, I'm like, God. Why? But then, like, I'll take a picture of you randomly when you're, like, eating a bowl of cereal and mid-chew. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's the most beautiful she's ever been. So I get that. Wow. I get that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, pause, pause, stop chewing. Um, no, keep chewing. Keep chewing. Keep chewing. Mid-chew, mid-chew. He's like, you should see his Valentine's Day post. It's like 10 pictures of me be like, like, that's me. That's a soundtrack to our love. That it, wow. Anyway. Um, all right. Awkward. Well, you can find me in cyberspace. Thank you for asking. At Tessiano. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was supposed to segue into that? No, not at all. Where You're the guest. Where can we find you out in cyberspace? No, no, no. I'm, sometimes I'm in the Matrix. Say that one. Say that one. I'm in, I'm in the Matrix. Ask me where you can find me in the Matrix. Where can I find you in the Matrix? You can't find you in the Matrix. You don't know unless you're Neo. Okay, well then ask me... If- Okay, then ask me where you can find me in or cyberspace. Unless you're Trinity. Anyway, you they can find know, me in cyberspace. You can find like me on it. Oh my people. god! Like seven people know. This you're is my life. A nerd. You just open Pandora's beautiful. We are box. not talking about the Matrix on here. We can go on for another hour. We're done. With copyright okay. problems. Okay, you can. Find- <laughs> god. You can find me on Instagram at Tessianos. That's T-E-S-S-L-A-N-O-S. And you can find us on, you can find OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is the part where I want to punch you in the face. You're welcome for the last name. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. People call me Lilanos, which I don't understand. Linus? Especially if they live in SoCal and they should know that double L is a Y. Because hello, how else do you say El Puyo Loco? Um, it's actually really funny. The worst one I ever got was Lanus. Lanus. Like it's all right. L. My middle name is Butera and I got Buttera and Butera, which I don't understand. Oh my God, we're both names are butts. It's so That's cute. we knew it was meant to be. Yes. And on that note, uh, thank you guys so, so much, much for, for tuning, tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion. I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. No, you're not I'm Corey. Not Corey. <laughs> oh, Corey's Hi, Corey. like, Corey's, love you. Corey's like, why did I give him the microphone? Corey babes, Myra babes, love you babes. Love you babes. Okay, no for real now. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 